Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I am Lindsay. I'm Maria. This is Maria. And we are Romy's Review of the Movies. And this week we are reviewing um, South Central. And South Central, uh, Maria has never seen before. So um, let's see. Uh, it came out in 1992. It stars uh, Glenn Plummer and a couple of other people. <laughs> um, let me pull that up. So, um, a couple of other see. people. Yeah, one or two other people. Uh, let's see. Where'd it go? You know, since they've changed uh, Google, it's kind of weird. Have they changed it? Yeah, it's kind of weird to look things up now. Let's see. Here we go. Cash. All right, so it has Glenn Plummer, um, Byron Minns, Lexi Bingham, Alvin Hatcher, Kristen Coleman, um, you know, a few names who probably I've heard of, um, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did notice when uh, I was looking things up was that I was surprised on was that um, Oliver Stone was behind this movie. And um, the producer. Yeah, yeah, he was um, one of the producers. And they said that it wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for him being a producer on the movie. And then also um, the the um, <laughs> the movie was uh, was a book first, based off yeah. of a book. So yeah, so that was um, pretty cool as well. Uh, the director of the film is Steven Anderson, um, which they said that he hasn't really done too much um, since doing this movie. Yeah. But um, I was actually also wrote, uh, wrote the film as How well. many white people did yeah. I'm not. Excuse me. Yeah. No. It felt very much yeah. written by a white person. Oh yeah, yeah. The sc- I think the screenplay yeah. was, but the book was by person. Right. right. The screenplay was written by the director, mm-hmm. who's white, but the it's based off a book written by a black man that really is going over kind of like the history of the Crips in the Los Angeles area, um, and yeah. you know. But it yeah, it came so. off very much. I didn't even look it up, but I was just like, "This feels like it was done by white people." <laughs> and it yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was heavy with the mayo. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, the movie starts out with um, our main character, which is OG Bobby Johnson. Um, it starts out with him getting out of uh, jail, 
Now, what I never knew until looking up a few things was that he was a teenager. What? I did not know that. While filming yeah. the movie? No, no, no. Not not Glenn Plummer, OG Bobby Johnson. When he got out okay. of jail. Yeah. When he got out of jail, he was supposed to be a teenager. Right. Yeah. Because they do this whole like flashback scene. And where they're all supposed to be like teens at some point. And um, I was like, they're all clearly so much older than they're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I never, I never caught that before. But uh, yeah, so they're supposed to be kids. Um, um, Bobby Johnson is getting out of jail, and so <laughs> he gets in the car with his um, his fellow Deuce um, gang members because they picked him up from jail and they had a beer in the car and so he shook the beer and um, sprayed it in the cop that was outside face <laughs> when they I drove off. Why did the cop even go to the car? I have no idea. Why was it, you know, like, why did any of that happen? Yeah. Why did any of that happen? It was, but it was funny. I laughed. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, they get to talking and, um, everybody knew that he had a kid, but they didn't know that he didn't know the details of, of said kid. Apparently he didn't didn't even know the name. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So people are like, I mean, they thinking it's kind of weird that he doesn't know the kid's name. Um, and so, um, the main, um, gang member that's driving the car, um, his name is Ray Ray mm-hmm. and he's telling him like, you know, people are moving in on our sets. We have a meeting cause, um, we're trying to get everything organized or whatever. And the only thing we was waiting on was you to get out of jail. Um, so, um, they ended up dropping him off over to his baby mama house and his baby mama was up at somebody else's apartment. Carol. All in a like that. Yeah. Her name is Carol. And um she's over there, you know, in somebody else's face. So then they yell up for her. She comes down. She's super excited to see him. And um even though she's super excited, they're kind of pissed off because they're like WTF whose apartment are you over? Right. Um, so end up being <laughs> this part always tickled me because obviously for obvious reasons, um, end up being a Kansas City pimp. <laughs> and his name Big was Big Time Kansas um, City Pimp. Right, right. And his name was Jeannie. His full name is Jeannie Lamp. Which was and they so never explain why that's his name, right? I guess I guess his drug grants wishes. I don't know. Um, I, it was but, like I was like, do you have to rub him to get wishes? So what is what is <laughs> Genie Lamp? Why would that be your name? Also, you're such a big uh, deal in Kansas City, but you're out here in South Central LA. Like, what are we doing? I don't I don't understand, but yeah. Um. <laughs> That, I mean, again, like that part always tickled me, but, um, but yeah, so 
Yeah, so he comes down and he's like the type of person that's like snazzy dressed. He has manicured nails. Like they don't they don't explain why. <laughs> he's like he's he like he's swagging the drip or whatever. So I guess he's supposed to be the one with the money or whatever. But I'm like, sir, you're coming from Kansas City to South Central. What are we doing? Yeah. I guess he's trying and to. You're in the it's really odd. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're in the project, you know. So in the project, it'd be one thing. Like, yeah. It'd be one thing if you had to try to out in the project, but right. But you actually live there, you know what I mean? So yeah. So they already, uh, they already are not here for the Kansas City Pimp, of course, but. Um, yeah, and so that was part of the reason why they wanted to have this meeting because they want to get these people out of their neighborhood, and so right. they end up it's having very much like giving me like uh, buy local, like <laughs> yeah. not out of state crack, buy from your local craft dealer, right? This is our community, right? It was, it was like, like so <laughs> yeah, it was like this whole empowerment talk but we're talking about gangs and drugs but it was like we're gonna keep them in our community what <laughs> like a black owned business kind of thing like, what are you talking about right right and we're gonna help out our community with the gangs and drugs so yeah um excuse me so yeah uh they have this meeting or whatever you know um they're happy that OG Bobby Johnson is back. And yeah, so they're all empowered. They're all going to go to their respective sets and do what needs to be done, you know? Tell this so, new smack. Yeah. Um, and this was the early 80s. So, you know, this was when, it supposed to be the 80s. Okay. Yeah, this was the early 80s. Um, Cause the baby was born in 82. So the baby, I don't even think the baby was a year old yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so either it's either 82 or, or 83. So, um, this is around the time when crack started becoming real big. So for him, okay, well, we got this, you know, um, that was a big deal. You know what I'm saying? So with that being a big deal or whatever, um, they end up getting um, super rich off of it, you know. But before, like, they're on the brink of getting rich and whatnot. So they they got to get rid of the other people. They got the other shit shit on the block or um, yeah, the competition. The okay. mm-hmm. Right. So they end up going to Dini's, uh little um, bar club. It looks like it was a warehouse. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. They brought the baby with them, but you know, and I mean, again, the early eighties, things, things were happening. <laughs> like babies didn't weren't really in car seats back then, and uh, they was bringing a baby around. And this is like an underground establishment, so it ain't like they would get a, they would get in trouble for having a baby there. You know what I'm saying? 
Right, because they stopped and asked them for ID. I was like, you asking for ID in this clearly illegal establishment? Exactly. And that's why um, <laughs> Brad was just like, well, do y'all got a permit for those uh, casino tables back there? So, yeah. Um, and so I think it's funny you- to me that he's more, con- more concerned about like, uh, where's your ID? Then like, why is a baby here? <laughs> why is a baby right. at the bar? Right, right. So, yeah, it just, I mean, it always looked weird to us, but, you know, it's the 80s. So. No, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't think my that. mama I think baby had the bar have always been weird. Right, right. I don't think my mama had me in the club, but, you know. No. Stranger <laughs> things have happened, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, they, uh, Jeannie reluctantly lets them in, gets them a table, tells them drinks on him but they're like gonna pay for our drinks whatever so they end up having a good time in the establishment or whatnot and then they end up um leaving and when they left or whatnot um carol which is um bobby johnson's a baby mama she was just like you know i still want to hang out so you gonna keep the baby and so she went and hung out with her girlfriends well they were they were like he got business we gotta do this we gotta do that whatever she was like okay well then you keep the baby because she's had the baby this entire time by herself right 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 so she yeah and that's another thing because they ended up going back and forth about the baby when he first came home and and you know he tried to come at her about not even knowing the kid's name and not being there for him while he was down and all that kind of stuff. And she was just like, dude, when you left, you left me alone. I had the baby by myself. I had to get on county. I had to do all of this, you know what I'm saying, to take care of your kid, you know? So that was kind of and messed then she up. she had to just basically force him to hold the baby. <laughs> he was just kind of right, there. right. And he didn't know what the hell he was doing. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was kind of messed up or whatever. So... They, um, they, so fast forward to them leaving the uh, bar or whatever, they end up uh, taking, oh, Bobby Johnson home. And so when they finally took him home, Jeannie was home. And so Jeannie and his, um, his bodyguard, I guess, they forced him to come. Yeah. Yeah. They forced him to go to Jeannie's apartment. So with them forcing him to go to Jeannie's apartment, um, Jeannie forced him to snort a line of coke. And with he has the baby with him this entire time. Yes, still has the baby. So he had to put the baby down and snort the coke, otherwise he was gonna get shot. So um while he's high, this is when Jeannie decides to tell him, you know, um, pretty much don't fuck with me, you know. Right. In so many words. So yeah. and tell your boys that I'm like, you really expect him to remember this message, my guy? He is extremely high. Extremely <laughs> high. Right. Cause they made him snort the whole line. Like, and the line was pretty thick. They made him snort like two lines. No, it was one long line. It was a one and, long line. Okay. Yeah. And he snorted half of it and then he was like clean your oh, plate. That's what it was. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, so yeah. It was, yeah, he was supposed to remember all that and, like, while he's, like, ridiculously high because he was, like, incapacitated high, so. With the baby. Yeah, with the baby. So he ended up being up there all night. Um, Jeannie was from there. 
He didn't get back to his apartment until the morning. So he comes back. Carol's um sit laying on the um couch or whatever. And he's just, you know, pissed off. And he's just like, We gotta get the, we gotta get him, you know. Um, he ended up telling his gang members or whatever that they gotta get him. So they ended up coming up with a plan to get him. And they executed the plan. <laughs> And Bobby was the one that pulled the trigger. Yeah. So and I was watching the scene and, um, you know, when he shot him, like I noticed there was like something on the gun. It was just looked very weird. Like, I, but I couldn't really understand what it was. It was and, a potato. Uh, they, it was a potato. <laughs> it's like, what? Because later on <laughs> when he's being interviewed by the cops, they pull out this potato, but they don't tell you anything about the potato or why the potato is relevant. So I'm just like, oh, he had a potato on the end of the game. But I'm just yeah. like, at first, I was just like, why are we talking about this potato? Like, what is happening? Yeah, because um, a potato was supposed to be a silencer. I guess. I don't think it worked. I really yeah. feel like that's not... <laughs> I feel like that would not work it's in not real life. Thing. I feel very confident about that. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah, but you know, I guess it's cheaper than to go buy a silencer. But oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe you had a plan. Y'all don't have. I have no idea. Yeah, I, what do I know about that? But uh, yeah, when he shoots him, yeah. all his other fellow gang members seem shocked, as if they all didn't know what they were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is about that was that. Because they're not very first killing that they've been around, you know, because it's the beginning of the of the gang and all that kind of stuff. And with all of that, like still shocking, you know, it still it still was a shocking thing to see. Because you can be well, no, as I mean they had play. started the, they had started the gang in like the 1972. So it wasn't new by the No, time. that's when gang started. That's, that's when, when yeah, gang they started, started in 72. I don't think yeah. that's when that No, he said it was started by the two of them in 1972. But it wasn't like a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're finally getting organized now. You know what I mean? I guess because he was like, like none of the we yeah, have they, uh we have hundreds of members or whatever. Yeah, like you have like, but it's finally getting organized. Like it's a, it's a it's a different thing to call yourself a gang, and you're not really putting in no work. Now you're actually organized, putting in work, you're getting funding, all this type of stuff. Like they're starting you're to get funding. organized now. That was the whole yeah. reason for them, right? <laughs> that was the whole reason for the meeting. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it, it's a totally different thing now. So that's well, yeah, they and just then, looked, like and they just they just seemed surprised, like they were caught off guard. Cause nobody, nobody done any like no nobody had put in no work by at that point, you know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and um, so Bobby Johnson he he got on he went on ahead and um, killed Jeannie, and with him killing Jeannie. He uh, 
ended up getting his uh, Purple Heart, which in real life, that would be a teardrop. Well, not a Purple Heart. On, in the movie, yeah. not a Purple Heart. Um, Black yeah, Heart. Just a heart. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. So it in real life, that would have been a, um, a teardrop. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So he gets his teardrop. He goes, or not teardrop. Like, um, he, he is there, like, outside on the ground. They lay him down on the ground to give him this tattoo. And I'm just like, this is very unsanitary. Okay. I hope this doesn't get affected. <laughs> right. Extremely unsanitary. It's so funny watching it as an adult. I'm thinking about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But back then, I, the only thing I really thought about was, like, the house being nasty. That was the extent. Of me thinking about stuff like that, but um, but yeah, so he goes home, and Carol sees the black cars, and she's like, "No, no, you didn't." So he's like, he's still kind of shook that he didn't, but he's just like, "Pack your things, we gotta go." So they go to this dilapidated house, and they're pretty much hiding out in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Because the house, it, it like seems the house like they've was been like, there for like months or something. Yeah, right, right. But it wasn't like the house was in the woods somewhere. The house was. If they was in L.A. The house was probably in Compton, like you know, or yeah. Watts or something like that. Like not far. <laughs> so while they're hiding out or whatever, Ray Ray is, um, you know, supplying the, the neighborhood uh, with his drug and. Everybody is, uh, well, not everybody, but Ray Ray is, yeah, he's he's getting extremely wealthy. Um, Bobby is still hiding out. And, uh, you know, everybody is like, you know, out and about making their money and whatnot. And so two of the members, two of the gang members or whatnot, they come and they get, uh, excuse me, they come and get. Um, Bobby, even though he's supposed to be hiding out, he reluctantly goes, him and the baby, goes on a ride because two of the gang members had um, traded a bag of rocks for this convertible, for this red convertible. And that they're somehow co-owners of, right? Yeah. I was like, so y'all got paperwork? Like, what? Right. Like We just agreed to be owners. Right. But one of them, one of the guys, he's um, a Sherm head. So yeah, he is not going to be driving. (laughs) Yeah, he he won't be driving anytime soon. So uh, I found him very annoying. He always was annoying. Um, I thought, I thought his character was extremely unrealistic. Yes. You know, um, I always thought that because I was in and when the first time I saw it, I was living in the hood at the time. So I'm like, I don't know anybody that looks like or acts like him. You know what I mean? Right. All the time like that. Like, okay, Right. So and I understand getting a hold of some bad drugs that will turn you. But but that's not what this was. He was supposed to be the comic relief and he just wasn't funny. He was very annoying. Right. It wasn't funny. Um. But yeah, so he, uh, so yeah, so they are driving around, you know, doing a little joy ride and a new ride. And 
with the, the baby, by the way, with the baby, right in a drop top, no car seat, no, no car seat, no seat belt. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even think the car had a back seat till he got in. Like it was so, a very small sports car. Right, right. So they're driving around and they come up on some hookers. Like, hey, look at that bitch. <laughs> All of the women are bitches. Like, Every it's just like, like what? Because there's Every one point up. in the beginning where they're talking about, like, you know, selling their smack to the community or whatever, because we got to protect our kids and our bitches. I was like, yeah, we got to send the bitches home. <laughs> and, like, n- nobody was a lady. No, they're all bitches. A woman or right. referred to by name, you know, right. whatever. Like yo bitch, my bitch, our bitches. Right. Straight bitches. to somebody's face, hey bitch. I was like the Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a bit that was a bit much. Now, yes, men do call women bitches, but not but not that much. God like <laughs> so and you can't call another man like you can't call another man's lady a bitch. Like no yeah. man can call another man's lady a bitch. And if you're gonna if you're gonna be like, we need to protect our bitches, then yeah, I feel real protective. Like what? Extremely protected, right? So yeah, so they uh yeah, so they pull up on on these prostitutes, and one of them does not look like you can tell from a long shot she does not look like a prostitute very clearly a cop like you know yeah she's dressed extremely well in the middle of the day in south la and she's supposed to be a sex worker yeah seem seem right to you not at all not at at least so yeah, so they have um, picked up this prostitute, this quote-unquote prostitute. She gets in the car. Um, the Sherm head is telling all the business oh, to her. God. Sold her to Rock. And, yeah, she pulls out her gun, pulls out her badge, tells him to pull over. And, and she that's pulls how- the gun on a, on a loco. Yeah, yeah, the Sherm head. And uh, oh, yeah, I was also like, girl, you're by yourself. <laughs> Where's your backup? I don't care if you do have a gun, there are three other men in the car. Like, right, can... where's your backup? Yeah, that, this is bad police work. Yeah, that wasn't that was less than smart. That was definitely less than smart. And um, then also, what's funny to me is like when they killed uh, Jeannie Lamp, uh, they wrote the name of their gang on the wall. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how much investigating you really need to be doing. Does this require an undercover cop? I feel like no. <laughs> no. You just gotta ask a couple of people and like they'll let you know who Deuce is. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't know already. Exactly. Exactly. And then they'll make it on better that like so when he got out at the beginning, the very first thing, as soon as he walked out the jail, he's throwing up the deuce. You, you're clearly them, like <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So they all, they all go downtown, and um, Bobby Johnson is in the um, interrogation room with one of the cops. 
he's trying to get some info out of him. He's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. I have, I have no idea what yeah, you're talking. He refuses about. to spill anything, give up anything. Right. So they're like, you can go to, and then, that's when they bring out the potato. They're like, do you yeah, recognize this potato? And I'm like, what is happening? Right. Uh, right. And they're like, we got your fingerprints all over it. So we got your fingerprints on this potato. You're going to jail. Right. You're going to jail. So um, Bobby is like, okay, um, is my kid still here? Can I see my kid? And so they end up bringing the kid into him. And, you know, he's just pretty much with his kid or whatnot. Next thing you know, he's in jail because he went on ahead and confessed or whatever and so no he didn't tell anything because he was in prison because they were like if you don't tell us or if, if you don't tell us blah blah you can go away for like 10 years I think they were saying um like other people because they pretty much was going to get him for that murder they have right. his fingerprints they wanted him they wanted information on the other gang members and he wouldn't right. get anything and right. they were trying because to that murder but they were trying to motivate him to do so. And they're saying that if you don't, we can put you away for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, well, so he got it. <laughs> so he's in jail now. And, you know, there's other Deuce members in jail because, you know, Deuce is huge. So um, he's pretty much keeping his ear to the streets and, you know, keeping up with his kid every now and again every now and again or whatnot. But while he's in there, he sees uh, the Sherm head that was part of Deuce getting roughed up by the Aryans. And so while he's getting roughed up by the, with the Aryans, he goes over there and he's like, no, he's Deuce, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, he owes us um, smokes and whatnot. And the other Deuce members are like are you serious you really about to save this sherm head and he was like yeah i'm making an oath he's a dude and so they was like okay well if you're gonna um save him you owe us 15 smokes but plus interest and i thought huh i said whatever that means right Interesting. Was like, what does what does local owe them that he they want ten boxes of cigarettes or whatever? You know, uh, he probably got some drugs from him. He probably got some drugs from him. Why even? But you know, he don't make the best decisions. That's why he's there. Um right. So yeah. But like, at first, they wanted ten, and then later on, they want uh fifteen and interest. Then I want this, and I want all his dessert. Like, oh god, okay. Yeah, yeah. They were just adding on shit, right? Right. So, um, so yeah, so he went over there and saved him or whatever. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess that was his first time seeing him in jail. So mm-hmm. he ended up getting info from him or whatnot. Loco lets him know that Ray Ray didn't got big time. He didn't push him out of the. Um, it seemed like he pushed a lot of people out. Like he yeah. was like, he's not paying anybody anymore or whatever. And I'm just yeah, like, like, how he, can he be so big time and then like push all these people out without anybody pushing back? He probably is because you know he started walking around with a bodyguard too, like how Jeannie Lent was walking around with a bodyguard. But he has so one bodyguard, probably, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, if he pushed out all these other people, y'all could easily take him over. But anyway, that's just yeah. 
I mean, yeah. But um, yeah, so he pushed pushed every like all the original members out and whatnot. He pretty much got a whole bunch of young, impressionable soldiers doing all kinds of bullshit for him. Yeah. Um yeah. he's going after children because they'll right. be in control. And then, you know, right. kids exactly. get locked up. They don't get locked up for 10 years. Exactly. They just go to Juvie and that's it. And so Loco tells him, like, he even got your son out there jacking cars or jacking mm-hmm. um, radios for car, out of cars. What, the, what did they like, call them? Sound, sound something? Sound, sound jam? Yeah, they called yeah. them sounds. Yeah, so Bobby's like, wait, what? And so he was just like, yeah, he was like, he pushed me out. And so I just been sticking moving. So it sounded like he was doing armed robberies. And that's the reason why he's behind bars. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you see like a scene of like, uh, you know, his kid, because it's like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And um, living in a dilapidated house. Mm-hmm. Um, he. You know, was wearing like the fresh outfits and stuff like that, but ain't no food in the He's house. Wearing British knights, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And British knights was a huge thing back then. So it was yeah, good. oh my goodness, it was a huge thing back then. So he, um, then he tries to go get some money out of um, his mama's um, purse. She ain't got nothing but change. So then the nothing dude, with, he still he, takes it though. Yeah, he still takes the change, but then he goes to the dude that she's in bed with, Wallet, takes his little couple of dollars, and then he burns out. And so, um, Ray Ray pulled up on him or whatever, and, you know, talked to him and was just like, you know, um, I need you to do, I need you to do this for me, get these sounds, and I'll pay you for each sound that you get. Yeah, and then he gives him some weed too, whatever. I was like, this is a 10-year-old child. Yeah. <clears throat> a 10-year-old impressionable child. He doesn't have his father. All he knows is pretty much his father was an OG in the same game that he's I mean, trying to be in. Doesn't really have his mother either because she's an addict at this point. Right. She's a, she's a real-life addict at this mm-hmm. point. You know? So... He's just a young, impressionable child that's is out here, you know. And so, um, Ray Ray is coming, coming to the hood, you know, looking out for him, putting some money in his pocket, giving him an opportunity. So it looks like a good, looks like a good right. deal. And so, um, uh, what's his name? And then the baby's name was Jimmy. But um, they call him J-Rock now. J-Rock, yeah. Yeah, so J-Rock is out here and he's still in cars. Or not much so better than Jenny Lamp. Right. So he, he's out here still in sounds. And he's taking them out of the cars and whatnot. Like some of them are the kind that uh, are the aftermarket. Yeah. And some of them are factory, the, um, factory ones. Now... From what I remember, the factory ones you couldn't really do too much with. It was the aftermarket ones that were the ones that you could, you know. Well, I mean, the the things that you typically get aftermarket are better than when you're getting at the factory, right? People go after aftermarket for upgrades. People don't downgrade to aftermarket stuff. Right, right. But 
I'm thinking of it for from a stealing aspect, like the the factory ones were hard to steal and oh and um, they weren't really resellable. But he's yeah. stealing them all. He's like screw it, he's stealing them all. <laughs> so maybe maybe I don't maybe I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Oh, yeah. well, but again, you know, apparently right. potatoes are silencers, so right, <laughs> right. You know that that wasn't my ministry, so I I don't know. I could totally be wrong, but um, yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird to me. But um, yeah, so he's stealing the sounds and stuff like that, and you know, taking them back to Ray 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 is paying them, and uh, with him paying them, <clears throat> you know, um, he's starting to be around Ray Ray more, you know, mm -hmm. he's starting to be involved uh, in the life. Yeah, starting to get involved in the life and whatnot. And yeah, he's starting to become somewhat of a father figure to him. Yeah, because he's really the only person in his life, actually, mm -hmm. the only adult, you know? Right, like, right. Again, his mom is like a pretty serious addict at this point. His mm -hmm. dad has been in prison his entire life, really, you know? Right, uh, and the right. only the only person who's showing him any kind of attention, any adult, is Ray Ray. Right, right. Even though it's jacked up, but yeah. Oh, it's totally so. jacked up. Ray Ray <laughs> is a predator. Like he's totally a predator, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, one of the people that he steals from is Mr. Manchester. And Mr. Manchester is in the middle of having sexy time with his wife. <laughs> And so, oh, he see like J Rock sees that, and he's like, "Bet," because even because even these cars that he is stealing out of, they have alarm system, but that doesn't deter him. So he'll mm -hmm. still because you know, he can get in and get out, out before people can. Well, typically. Yeah, before people can come. So, mm -hmm. um, he gets into Mr. Manchester's car. The alarm goes off. He gets the radio. And so he's running away, and he didn't ran up a um a um I think it was a cement wall, and by this time, Mr. Manchester then got his rifle and came outside, sees the boy running up the um the wall. He's about to jump over. So when he does that, he shoots him in the back. So he falls over on the other side, and he's just like, I got him, I got him. Next thing you know, um, the ambulance is there. The ambulance is taking J-Rock away. All his neighbors and stuff are outside. And they're mad at him because he, they're like, he was just a child. He was just a child. And he was like, well, he was taken from me. I have a right to protect my family and blah, 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 blah. Now, in real life, you cannot shoot a, a robber in the back. You're still He's really... You really should. I mean, the the kid is running away, right? Yeah, he's clearly right. not trying, not right, not posing any kind of harm to you. Yeah, you can get another. Possibly, you can get another radio. Like, yeah, it's not worth shooting and hurting, possibly killing somebody over your right. car radio. Right, like your family was never in threat, never, never. In, so, yeah, in real life, you can't shoot nobody in the back. Robber or not, you can't shoot unless you're a cop. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
yeah, so there, so the cops are like, yeah, we got to take you downtown. And he, so he's going out. He was like, I'm protecting my family and my life. I can protect the country over in Vietnam. Right. Yeah. I can't protect my own family. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, they only take him down there for questioning and let him go. But, um, yeah, like they didn't even handcuff him. So, um, yeah, so Jay I thought, I thought the, I thought he was dead. Yeah. Yeah, like in real life, he probably would have been dead because yeah. he, he hit him with a, a double barrel rifle, you know what I mean? Yeah, so and he's little again, we're talking about a 10 year old, and yeah. he blasted him in the back like his back, like J Rock was fucked up, like this yeah. is real, he was fucked up. Yeah, so um, they had him in the hospital, like his head wounds weren't even covered, he was bleeding all on the pillow. I was like, yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Which they, they probably did that for a fact, but yeah, he should have had a whole bunch of bandages on his face and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, his back was done. That back was cooked. So um, yeah, he's in the hospital. Um, this nurse takes a particular liking to him. Yes, Nurse Shirley. Know? Yes, Nurse Shirley, and um, you know. She's like um, really caring for him and stuff like that. She realizes ain't nobody coming to see him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So then after he's been there for a while, um, his mom, Carol, comes. And the nurse is just like, like she's asking questions. And the nurse is just like, well, can I ask who you are, basically? Like, who are you? Right. <laughs> and she was like, I'm his mother. And she was like, oh. So then she like changed her demeanor and whatnot. But still it was still like you his mother why have you not been here you know so she was just like okay well do you want to sit with him i'll go in ahead and leave y'all two alone blah 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 because she was like, not really talking but you can sit with him right and so then she was just like well ain't no need for me to sit here if he ain't talking and she was like huh you don't want to sit with him like no and she and so then she started going on and she was like, you know, he was stealing, you know, stealing sound. Like he just gonna turn out to be like his daddy and his granddaddy. So she ends up leaving. And so then that's when Nurse Shirley realizes that she this man, this this man, this boy is really alone. Mm-hmm. So um she turned him on to ping pong, which he calls honky ball. And, <laughs> and the first he was like, "Oh, that's some that's some white white people honky stuff." I don't, I don't right, right. And so, and like these other kids were playing it, no problem. But he ended up turning on to it, and he took a liking to it. Um, he started getting real good, and that was part of his healing. Yeah. And so, um, and uh, nurse, the nurse is like the first nurturing kind of person he's had in his life. Right. Right. So that's probably like the first time he's able to feel safe and stable. Right, right. So, um, you know, he starts letting his guard down. He trusts her and whatnot. And so then she brings uh, um, she brings social services to him. And so they're asking Jay Rock questions and whatnot. And he's telling the truth. He's just like, you know, my mama don't really do too much. She used to like, you know, beat, at, beat me, but she don't really do too much no more because she be high. And okay. no food just, in the house. No food in the house. I just be on my own. And that's just what it is. So with that, 
he um they pretty much you know or it's pretty much confirmed what they thought that she ain't shit right and she's he been neglecting him house. right and he don't need to be in that house so um after he gets completely healed and discharged from the um hospital he goes to a boy's home yes they take him to a wonderful detention center yes <laughs> so, so um you know he at the detention center or whatnot um you know there were other boys there of course and they tried to step to him he threw up the deuce so all, everybody left him alone so now he's a thug, he's a thug you know with respect <laughs> so back at the ranch uh or jail rather <laughs> um Bobby is uh <clears throat> he's in jail and he's you know he's he's real fucked up behind this situation because that's his son and even though he can't really do too much or nothing he's realizing that like being deuce is what's causing this situation to happen with his son so he's just like you know I'm I'm over this. I'm done. <clears throat> so he denounces uh, and um, gets out the game. Well, see, the thing is, like, he's, you know, he's by himself, you know, just thinking about things or whatever. And his uh, his fellow deuce members come by and is like, and is basically like, does, don't want to leave him alone. And he mm-hmm. was like, I really just need some time to think right now. Yeah. And they refuse. And right. he's like, I'm done. <laughs> Y'all can't let me just think by myself. Right, right. It was crazy. So, um, which, uh, which is probably the reason why they didn't want to leave him alone because they probably knew he was leaning towards getting out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they were just like, "All right, well, you on your own, then," you know. Also, that particular man has finger waves and a rat tail. <laughs> this is two. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I just took it as he had really good hair, finger waves, and a rat tail. Very <laughs> just very specific choices. And then also with um with J Rock, they've got him having this like kind of half cut, like his it's it's like half, and then it's also like at an angle, right? So it's not like completely straight. It's like goes at an angle in the back. And then it's like super faded, right? It like super faded. And then he has a and then he has a skin fade, right? And then he has a patch of hair in the back, just a patch, like Like where you would have a rat tail. It's just a patch of hair, right? Um, it's I just like I was like, what is who is doing this to this child? (laughs) You know, honestly, um, being that I did see it as a child, a lot of kids at the time had that haircut. Oh, so it didn't look, it didn't look abnormal to me. Nah, I hadn't seen that one, especially not with the just the patch in the back. Yeah, yeah. the rat tail, yes, but the patch, I no. <laughs> yeah, no, because people were beginning their their duck tail or whatever. So, yeah. Oh, is that what y'all call a duck tail? Yeah, we got a duck tail. So, um, but yeah, like when people were beginning it, you know, you mm-hmm. had the so. Yeah, because it wasn't long enough to get braided yet. So, yeah. But, but it yeah. just looks very odd. It, it does look odd. Yeah, you're right. Um, And it wasn't straight. The one thing that stood out to me as far as, like, the hair is concerned is that, like, his hair was always cut. You never saw him at the barbershop. 
And he wants to be like broke as a joke. So who was cutting his hair? You know, was he All getting cut on Right, like what is happening? Right. right. So that always stood out to me. But um, but yeah, so he uh um yeah, so Bobby is Bobby's at the gang, he's by himself or whatever. So now um, you know, Deuce made that deal with the Aryans. And so the Deuce told the Aryans that Bobby's on his own. He's going to have to pay y'all. And so the Aryans tried to punk him in the lunch line. And Bobby beat the shit out of that dude. He did. <laughs> he ended up going to the hole. And they then strip naked. I was like, yeah. he's going to solitary. He got to be booty butt naked for solitary? Maybe. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I noticed that, too. Uh, but, you know, I've never been to jail, so I don't know what they do in solitary. <laughs> so I just took it as, okay, well, sure, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, so he goes to solitary, he gets out. When he gets out, he goes to another cell that's not his, and they're like, this is, this is not my home. And the dude's just like, yeah, we'll get your things. This is this is your home now. So he ends up being in um, in a cell with a guy that's pretty much head of the Muslim community. Yeah, he's the uh, Ali. He's like head of the the brother the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And so, excuse me, um, Ali you know, pretty much saw something in him mm-hmm. that um, he wanted to assist with rehabilitating him. And that was the whole purpose of him getting the um, guards to change his room to be his room. And so um, through a series of scenes, um, he ends up getting through to Bobby. Um, and they pretty much come up with a plan to get him out of jail. Um, meanwhile, there was one particular scene where the Aryans take Bobby into like some little room after they was like in a lunch, like they were lined up to go to the cafeteria yeah. for breakfast. They basically like drug him into a closet. Yeah. And so in the closet, they started. But apparently, this closet can fit like seven or eight people. <laughs> right. It's a pretty big closet. Yeah. So. He, um, you know, he takes him into the closet or whatever, or the areas take him into the closet, tell him that, you know, he owes for Loco. And they they start beating him up or whatever. And so um, sounds like they were going to start, you know, raping him. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the Brotherhood intervening. Mm-hmm. And so... Ali and two other brothers, they come into the closet too. And they was just like, you know, um, we understand he owes you, but at the end of the day, that's a man. And that's a man. Right. A man. That's a man. <laughs> what? Like yeah. we're emphasizing the fact that there's that he's a man. Because basically they're not trying to say don't rape him. This is what they say. He uh what was it when they first got him in there, they're like they said something to him about being somebody's butt wife. And I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Hadn't heard that before, but all right. Butt wife. Right. It was like certain 
things, you can tell they just didn't want to say. Yes. You know, so. You know, it so follows we, the same thread of them being deuces instead of crips and the whole yeah. heart instead of a teardrop. Right. Right. It was like, I guess, I guess the crips copyrighted this shit. I don't know. <laughs> and they probably just didn't want to get in trouble, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Because gang culture is something totally different that I have no feelings with. So, um, but yeah. So they um, come up with a plan, or not a plan, but a, um, a deal. Mm-hmm. So he owes 15 smokes plus interest. The interest is that he has to pretty much be his servant for the next three months and give his uh, dessert to them for the next three months. Because he, he was like, uh, I want 10 by No. 15 and I want interest and I want his dessert and I want I'm like what in the right. world he wants all of this all of it so um the brotherhood the brotherhood pays the 15 boxes and then um he has to be their servant for the next three months and that's just what it is uh mm-hmm. so your indentured servant and yeah. he's like he'll be your indentured servant for the next three months and he's the white like, dude is like mm-hmm. the white dude is like what <laughs> yeah, laughing like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna be your butler basically. <laughs> so yeah, so they um they they broker this deal, and they take Bobby out the closet, and um for that he told Ali told him like you know you owe me and this is how you're gonna repay me you're gonna read at least two hours a day. So they start the rehabilitation process. Um, and there he's talking to him one night. He finds out that he's been up for parole six times and he's been denied six times. So he was just like, you know, you really gotta show them that you're rehabilitated in order to get out of here. So let's really start the process of you re- rehabilitating. Yeah, gotta change your so, attitude. Right, you gotta change your attitude. You got you gotta for real be about changing your life. So, you know, he started doing the work, you know, and um, he ends up going up for parole. When he went up for parole, he ends up getting it. Yeah, he gets a whole new shape up with his hair and everything. Yeah. He's looking like a nice, like, late 80s suburban dad, you know? Yeah. Got the, the low afro with the mustache. Right, right. And so... um and we, um, during this whole like um, section of the movie, we end up finding out that the main reason that Ali is um, doing all of this is because he had a son as well. Um, the situation with his son was that he was ridiculously hard on his son up until a point where his son ran away. He got involved with some people who ended up killing him. And when he found out who the people were, he went and killed them. So it was like three people that he killed and he's doing life. So he's like, well, I'm never getting out of here. I don't, I don't have that time where I can fix things with my son. So you need to go and fix things with your son, you know? So, um, which that was, that was kind of touching, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but he was just like, you know, I've never had that, uh, that type of relationship like he all he wanted to do was just like be my son and i was just trying to be his dictator i wasn't really trying to be his father you know right so 
so yeah, so that was all the more reason why Bobby had to get out there, you know, and save his son. So he gets out. First thing, first place he goes to is um, the dilapidated house, like how he did the first time. Where Carol is. Yeah, with Carol. Um, Carol, like the the place ain't changed since he left. Nope, no, no, no. She right. even says the same thing to him when he comes home this time that she did the first time. Right. Only thing is, is that she's so shermed out that she's yeah. just bar- barely awake, and she's, yeah. so, she's like, "Oh, Bobby, you're home." Like, I wish you would tell me you were coming. Right, I could have gotten my hair done. Right, and so then she passes out again. So he ends up putting her in bed, in the bed. So then he goes into the kitchen. He puts on some um, some water on the stove, and he sits at the table in the in the kitchen. Realizes that the table in the kitchen has a whole bunch of mail on it. Mm-hmm. He started paying bills. Nothing, you know. Right, you know the typical shit. Um, that comes through the mail. So then he sees this um, letter from the state that's pretty much telling Carol, you lost your son. Mm-hmm. So he gets the coffee and goes in there and makes Carol wake up, drink the coffee, and was mm-hmm. like, what is this? What is this? So then she's like, he gone. Jimmy gone. They took right. him. Oh, right. right. And so he starts going on a search for um where I mean trying to, to find, find his son. Trying to find his yeah. son. So he goes to the group home. He talks to the um, administrator at the group home. The administrator's hitting him with all these types of rules and stuff like that. Um, any other time before he was rehabilitated, he would have been pissed off, yelling, cussing, and all this kind of stuff. But now that he's really rehabilitated, Bobby is trying to level with him. And he's just like, you know, I literally just got out of jail today. I just want to see yeah. my son. The um, administrator's like, oh, well, shoot. That's even worse. We got to do this and we got to do that. There are more jumps. There are more loopholes for you to jump through. Right. So he's getting mad. But he was just like, you know what? You're just doing your job. I understand. So then yeah. he, walked, he starts to walk out. So the administrator's like, wait, hold on. I'm gonna let you see your son, but um, any other time. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, the shit's working. The shit is working. So (laughs) it was just like, you know, any other time, we gotta do it by the rules, but I'm gonna let you see see your son today. So he sees his son. So he's um, trying to look so tall, you know, tough. Right, right, right. And so with him seeing the son and whatnot, you know, J-Rock only knows what he's been told about his dad. So he's thinking, like, his dad is about to come out and they're going to go ride out on Manchester, you know, and he shows him his back. And, you know, that that breaks uh, Bobby's heart. But he's like, you know, we can't can't do what you think that we should do. We got to handle this differently. Right, we gotta we gotta play by the rules. We can't go out here shooting people. Right, right, and I'm gonna get you out of here, but we gotta follow the rules to get out, you know. Right, and so Jimmy's just like, man, blah, blah, blah. he doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, doesn't want to hear that at all. So then he leaves. He leaves the room, and so when he leaves the room and whatever, you know, um, Bobby ends up leaving and whatnot. Come to find out, um, 
Jimmy ends up escaping and the police come to Carol's house and they start like looking through the house not really trying to tell him what is going on so then they finally tell him you know um Jimmy broke out of the group home and so we if, thought he was here yeah we thought he was here so um if he does come here you need to tell us so then he was just like okay yeah okay <laughs> right so now he's on a search for his son um he's running into people you know um excuse me he ran into these older older kids they probably was like late teens yeah, and um, maybe, maybe a year court. or two older than bobby yeah they was on a basketball court and you know they was like you know oh no those guys people. oh yeah yeah those guys was like in their late teens and they're yeah you know talking to them crazy or whatnot and he um you know just let them let them talk and he ended up leaving so then he runs into j-rock's old friends and so then that's when he started you know trying to uh trying to talk to them in their language or whatever and he's just like right. you know i'm og bobby johnson i'm just trying to follow my son you know and they was like oh you're gonna go ride out on manchester yeah but i need j-rock so y'all know where right. he at and so they was just like yeah he's over with ray ray at such and such place so he was like all right thanks for letting me know blah 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 so then he goes over to where ray ray uh place is and with him going over there, he ends up finding J-Rock. Mm -hmm. And so with him finding him, um, there ends up being, you know, conflict between him and Ray Ray. Because he's just like, you know, this is my son. Give me my son. Yeah. And he's like, no, They're Deuce like, is his daddy now. Right. Deuce is his daddy. And we're going to go, we're going to take care of the situation or whatever. So. Come to find out, they didn't already kidnap Mr. Manchester. He's in the back. He pulls him out, and he's trying to teach J-Rock how to shoot. And this is going to be J-Rock's first body. So he's telling him, like, yeah, you're going to get your black heart for this and blah, blah, blah. And so... um be a, you know, a main man. Right. And at so, 10 years old. At 10 years old. <laughs> so... Um, you know, the bodyguard that Ray Ray has is keeping um, Bobby Bear. away from, yeah. from J-Rock so, while he's still trying to talk. And he's, and he's about to pull the trigger, and he's just like, no. So then he ends up beating up the bodyguard. Well, the bodyguard was beating him up first, right? Right, right. The bodyguard. And I was like, dang, you just going to let him beat you up like that? Like, I know you've been in fights. So just... Right, like he, did, he didn't even fight back, you know? And so um, then when Bobby finally fought him back, that's when he, like, made him stay on the ground. Yeah. You know, and so with him staying on the ground, he's out the way. So then he picks up his gun and he points it at Ray Ray. So now Ray Ray then held J-Rock, takes the gun and uh, points it at Bobby, even though J-Rock still is holding the gun. Right. So... That's kind of like super messed up, you know? Extremely. So now they're pointing guns at one another. And uh, he's like still trying to talk to him. So then he eventually puts his gun down. Bobby does. And so he's trying, like still trying to 
you know, level with J-Rock or whatnot. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Ray Ray, especially because at this point, like you said, Ray Ray has got the hold of uh, J-Rock and the gun. Right. Right. So he eventually gets through to J-Rock and J-Rock just puts his hand down. Um, and so with him doing that or whatever, uh, Ray Ray takes the gun and J-Rock goes over to Bobby. And so they embrace and so with them embracing or whatever, um, cause he cause he got through to Ray Ray as well. He was just like, you know, give me my son. Let's give my son something that you and I did not have. Yeah, cause and he's so, like, you know, he's uh, cause uh, Ray Ray's telling him, you know, I'm I'm so rich now. Da da da. We built so up so much. Half of this is yours. Like, just come join me back in the gang life. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want any of that. I just want my son. Right. Right, so with them embracing or whatever, they were about to leave. And so he was just like, you know, um, he's <laughs> he's standing in front of Mr. Manchester. And Manchester, Mr. Manchester looks so pitiful or whatever. And so he looks at him and then he looks back at Ray Ray. And he was just like, you're going to let him go too? And so he was just like, he gestures at Mr. Manchester to leave. So he runs up out of here. See, Mr. Ch- see, Manchester just was sitting there the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. The whole time, not saying anything really, other than please don't shoot me. Right, just please don't like, shoot. I was protecting my family. All right. He was. Oh well, he was like, I didn't mean to hurt him. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was like, you raised a double barrel shotgun and shot somebody in the back. You were absolutely trying to hurt them, right? You. Yeah, that was deliberate. What do you mean? <laughs> that was not a mistake. It was not an accident. Only thing is, you didn't know it was a ten-year-old boy, but yeah. you know it was a child. At the end of the day, he may—you may have thought he was fifteen. That was clearly not a full-grown man, at all. right? At all. And they were also running away from you, <laughs> so they were not a danger to you, not a threat. So, oh yeah, but you know, you say anything to not get shot. So, again, yeah. so. Yeah, but he, he <laughs> Ray Ray gives him that signal with with his head like gone, you know. <laughs> right, just just get out of here. So he yeah, runs out. burns out of that mug. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he leaves, and so, um, OG Bobby Johnson leaves with his son J Rock, and that leaves the, the gang of- life behind. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is South Central. So, so what are your why thoughts? did you why did you pick this film? Like what is your relationship to this film? <clears throat> um you know, when I was a kid watching it, mm-hmm. it was such a cool movie, you yeah. know. It had a lot of message is in yeah. it. <laughs> and so like that this was just like the talk of of elementary school, you know. Mm, okay. Yeah, like we all, everybody liked it. We always talked about this movie. So um, I didn't see it at the theaters. I ended up seeing it on um, one of them cable channels. <laughs> yeah, like HBO, Showtime, something like that. Yeah, yeah or Cinemax, one of them, one of the big yeah. three. So, um, or the only three back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a, um, you know, 
it was a movie that drew our attention, you know, because like like in Kansas City, we we had games, but they weren't like L.A. games. They were I mean, we were I mean, they were sets, you know, and they had I mean, they had colors. It was a fit. I mean, colors were affiliated with them, but oh, yeah, um, it wasn't it wasn't like how L.A. is, you know. So, um, you know, and then like you know, we were in the hood. A lot of us, um, if we knew our father at all, they weren't around like they were supposed to be supposed to have been. So, um, it was relatable on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just it just was a movie that everybody just enjoyed back then, you know. Um so what did you think of it seeing it now? Um <clears throat> I mean it was it was a couple of things that were silly back then that are still silly, but you see it in a different light. Um mm-hmm. especially knowing that how many black people how many white people were behind it, it's yeah. just like wow. I'm not sorry. I really look like. I mean, this is how y'all thought of us, you know. So, because there, there are just some things in the movie that rang like real, just inauthentic mm-hmm. and false to me. Um, but there was also the issue of all the actors p- appear to be very much actors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's a man, and then also. Uh, there were some other scenes where they're reading. It's Ray Ray even like it's just, he doesn't seem like a very intimidating cake gangster kind of dude at all, you know. Yeah, he wasn't, um, because we didn't see him put in work. Like he obviously did because he got his uh, black heart, but we never saw him really put in any work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's always somebody else doing something, right? Right, so maybe, and then this is going to sound terrible. Uh-oh. I'm, already, I'm putting this out there now. This is going to sound terrible. <laughs> Don't cancel me on this. But <clears throat> I never took, I never took a light-skinned gangster seriously. Well, I'm not surprised you would say that. I mean, we do have uh, stereotypes in culture about how people behave based on their skin tone. Right, right, right. So. Right, but, you know. Um, but they're I, not even trying with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, he, uh, he's probably the most serious light-skinned gangster that I've ever took. Because there have been other movies where I'm just like, yeah, no. I'm not gonna take. I mean, his presence. I don't. I don't know, man. His presence is not commanding. Like, it's not. It's not. Is is he's more on the flashy side? Yeah. Of things, you know what I'm saying? Because he he rolls around in the hood with a new bins. He has Mm -hmm. on the snazzy clothes. He has the. He has the money. He has the houses. He's the one that's, um, you know, delegating, um, work. Mm Hmm. So. He's not, he's not really, we we don't really see him put in work. Even when it came down to killing Jeannie Lamb, we don't really see him doing yeah. it. We see him delegating, you know? So, and usually when you get to that position, it's because you put in 
didn't work, you know? So that may, I mean, I get that the movie wasn't mainly about him, mm-hmm. but that may have been part of the disconnect with him, why he wasn't that believable because we did not put, see him put in work. Right. So, but, um, what was what did you think about the movie? Uh, like again, he could to me it was very clearly written by white people and directed by white people. Like, just just things didn't there were things that just didn't fold all the way over didn't curl all the way over for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there is a, the characters are like very flat. They don't have a lot of nuance at all. Uh, they feel like stereotypes. And I'm not sure if I feel that way because of all the movies and roles that came afterward, right? Mm-hmm. Or if those were stereotypes even at the time, you know, I'm not sure which is which so, for me. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I, I I don't know what the movie was really trying to say too much. What it was trying to say, it did not say well. Um, um the movie was trying to pretty much emphasize the importance of fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene between Ali, like the scene between Ali and um, OG Bobby Johnson, are probably the best ones. Yeah. Yeah, just showing his rehabilitation. And then um, the crazy part about that is like, um, yes, Ray Ray and Bobby, they did not have their fathers, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have their fathers because they were fighting the power. You know what I'm saying? They were in the 65 riots, the Watts riots. And that's not really told at all. Like, you know what I mean? It it gives very much like, you're here because of your personal choices and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was skated over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't really catch that until I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been watching this movie since I was a kid. So, but yeah. Um, they weren't, I mean, they weren't there for a reason. <laughs> you know, they, they were, they would have been there had it not been for that. Right. You know, so, um, which, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole on that, but yeah, there's not enough time. I mean, uh, I mean, like the thing about it is, like, it's based on this book that talks about the history of gangs, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly the Crips uh, in LA, right? So there's a lot there. Like, a lot of the gangs were formed as protection, right? That's how a lot of them started out, but we don't we don't get any of that, you know. Right, right. And gangs is an acronym for something positive, you know. Or not gang, um, Crips. Oh. <laughs> Crips okay. is an acronym for something positive in the community, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was kind of like how Black Panther, not Black Panther, Panthers was. The Black positive. Panthers? Yeah. Yeah. The Black Panther. I, you know, nowadays when you say Black Panther, you think automatically Marvel. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, you think of, um, or like I was saying, like, 
that was something positive in the community as well. You know what I'm saying? That they tried to demonize. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we didn't, you know, it was very much giving like, it's just, it's just all personal accountability and there's nothing else outside of that. Right. And that's just not the case. <laughs> and for them to not mention that at all, it was just very like, what are you doing? Right. Right. Even even with the 80s, with the crack epidemic and all that kind of stuff, you know, we we didn't come up with the recipe and we didn't mm. we didn't supply the drugs. No, that was all Nixon. Yeah. It was very purposely done to discredit the folks who were a part of social justice movements at the time. And he said specifically black people. He wanted to discredit them. So, like, because, like, who was buying all this stuff to even make the drugs that weren't even occurring in the States at the time? Like, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, you can go down a whole rabbit hole on this whole situation. But, um, yeah, we don't have enough time today to do that. <laughs> so, what would you give it in the real rating? Let's see. Let's go to the real ratings. Um, we have. We have one movie real trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. Um. I would give it a 3.75. Cause I, I'm, I mean, I'm leaning towards great, but I, I understand the reason why I'm leaning towards great is for nostalgic reasons. So um, what say you? I would give it a two. It exists. Oh, wow. It was not in the building for this movie. No. It was just, it was not well put together. It has nothing to do with like the actors, really, but like the direction was not great. I'm sorry. You know, Um, the story was also not good. And uh, same guy. So, (laughs) yeah. I just, you know. And the fact that I could, I'm not, I wasn't even like looking to see like who made the movie, but the fact that it just jumped off the screen for me, like this was made by white people. Yeah. It's just very, mm, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't think that this movie could be um, made in 2022. You would have to make a completely different movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, because like, even be no reason to call it a reboot or no. part two or have any affiliation with it, you know. It would have to be a completely different remake, like you know, yeah. you know, uh, we're, like if you just decided we're gonna go more with what's in the book, maybe you know, do that or whatever. Yeah. But like again, the characters are really flat, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't get like hardly any nuance about what the community is going through. Right. Why people are making any of the choices they're making, the story, you know. So, yeah, I need a good story. I need good characters. You know, yeah. If we don't have yeah. both of those. Right. 
because I'm like, you don't really care outside of, you know, Bobby and J-Rock. You don't really care about nobody else. And and like the other, it was Carol, who's like, it's Carol and Shelly who are like, or Shirley, who are the only black women in the movie. Right. Well, like uh, any prominent black woman in the movie. And uh, Carol's just an addict. We don't really know why. Uh, don't really know anything about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shirley is the good one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it, it is. It's like, you know, Carol's a villain, Shirley's a good one. It's like, okay. T- yeah, they're too extreme. Yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> what? Yeah, what's the fun? <laughs> I can see, I mean I can I can definitely see that now like this this movie there would <clears throat> there would be a lot of people that would be pissed off if this movie was made in 2022. I don't think especially nobody, the same way. Yes. I don't think nobody would take that risk. I, mean, I would hope it, not. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like I said I was shocked. I mean watching it no you're not shocked but when I saw the opening credits I was like Oliver Stone. He's behind it, so yeah. But it feels very much something like well-meaning white people would do. Yeah, and sometimes that can be painful. You know, you mean well, but you didn't do well, and it right. like and it shows. Right. right, and it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um. Sometimes, sometimes that that can be that can be just as painful, you know. Yeah. And you don't mean nothing by it. You just don't. You just don't understand. You know. Well, the thing about it for me is, you also didn't ask anybody. That too. Not really. You know. You didn't put the people you could have asked because you based it off a guy's book. Why didn't you like have him have some more like input or something? And like, I don't know. You know. He should have been on. He should have had something to do with the movie, you know. But oh, like they. I mean, it, it's so especially especially in the early '90s. It would have been so many people that you could have gotten outside of like reusing people from Boys in the Hood. You there could have been. Okay. So many they were trying. They were trying to make their their like there are very few roles. Yeah. So they I understand. The hell out of some of them people, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, you could. I mean, there could have been so many people that you could have gotten on to a different path. Like this could have this could have worked out for the community, you know. Mm-hmm. Had mm-hmm. you used them in a positive way about something that they know about, you know. But um, yeah, that it was. It didn't happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that is uh 1992's South Central. Yes. So, what are we watching next? Well, next we're having Christmas. So, and yeah. then we're having New Year's. Right. So we. So this is our last show until 2000. Yes. Yeah. So when we come back. Or do you want to think about it since it's gonna be a while? I think I, I think I'm gonna I think I want to think about it. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna, Gotta we're gonna come up with some good lists. Yeah. 
yeah. So we're gonna ponder over the Christmas break. So that should be fun. Yeah, should be fun. Um, so yeah, so where can we find you? You can find me online, uh, pretty much anywhere with the same name, Valar More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars. Where can I find you, Lindsay? Um, everywhere at uh, L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R A N E L L E. And um, also follow the podcast um, Twitter page because we do do live tweets whenever um, one of us is our first time watching the movie. We do do live tweets. Um, that's Romy's underscore movies. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh, and if uh, y'all need a, like a Christmas, a good Christmas movie, I would recommend Jingle Jangle. Came out in 2020. Uh, but it's on Netflix. It's so cute. I love it so much. You definitely check it out. Okay. Right. I also saw that you saw um, Screw. Yes. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. You got uh, it. Not through, not because of the any fault of the movie, but okay. um, <laughs> it's entertaining. It's very entertaining for sure. I really like seeing what they did with the special and practical effects because it came out in 1987. Okay. Um, and a lot of those still look really good. Oh, so it aged well. Mm-hmm. It's aged pretty well with that. Um, what was it? Uh, there's one character. She plays like the grandmother in the, the Adams Family movies. And um, she's actually in Scrooged. And she makes like an Adams Family joke, which was like a few years before she would ever be in the movie. I thought that was funny. Oh, um, wow. That is funny. Yeah. There's just some... Uh, it's it's some of it's like kind of wacky, you know, because it's a comedy. It's a comedy, yeah. uh, so that's cool. But I like I like it. And there's a younger a young Afri Woodard in it as well, which is always okay. kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, but the main like there's a lot of product placement, and one of the ones that stuck out to me is the main character is drinking a tab and vodka. So do you know what tab is? Oh. Tab was this Coca Cola. Um, drink that was like sweet tea but it was supposed to be like for dieters uh, so you can keep tab on like the things you're drinking right so it's less sweet than like a soda but it's like sweet tea yeah so he was drinking a tab with vodka and I was like are you kidding me that sounds gross yeah, that sounds good and terrible. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm wrong. It wasn't. I always thought it was tea, but I, it's just a diet cola. Oh, okay. But I guess it must have tasted like tea to me. Oh, okay. Because it tastes like cola. Right, right, right. Oh, that sounds gross. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but if you want, you can buy like unopened cans of tab on eBay. So, <laughs> when they stop making it. When I'm sure them, um, can I'm not sure when they stopped. It was discontinued in 2020, actually. 2020. So December 31st of 2020, it was finally discontinued. But I had mm-hmm. not really seen it in a forever. Maybe they had made, had a comeback or something, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it had like saccharin, you know, instead of sugar. So it was like sugar free. Uh-huh. You know what drink I really liked, which this is completely off subject, but who cares? Um, 
<laughs> the drink I really liked was the blue Pepsi. Really? Okay. I freaking love that stuff. That stuff was so freaking good. I that, the blue um, Pepsi. I don't know if I had that. Yeah, it was so freaking good. Um, I have the nitro Pepsi now. Um, how do you like that? I like it. Um, although I could see how other people might not, because the thing with the nitro is it makes a much smoother carbonation kind of thing. Okay. So you could taste it and be like, this is flat, but it's it's not. <laughs> like, yeah. But I like it. Yeah. 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 See, I, I liked their Crystal Pepsi back in the day. And, but oh, I did love that Crystal Pepsi. I used yeah. to take the Crystal Pepsi and mix it with a Gatorade. It was so good. Gatorade? That's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I used to buy that. I used to buy that Blue Pepsi by the liters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was good. That was some good I stuff. I don't even remember the blue Pepsi. Yeah. I want to say it came out before I went to Georgia State. Oh, I'm probably, you're probably right. Yeah, but I remember I was technically an adult, but it was before I went to Georgia State. <laughs> you were technically an adult, so that was probably like one of the things you were doing all the time. I was like, I can buy all the blue Pepsi I want. Right. And I'm going to drink it. Yeah. So, yeah, because I went I went to Georgia State. Pepsi Blue, yeah. Yeah. 2002 yeah. to 2004, it says. Yeah, see? Before I came down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, and we graduated all one. So, yeah, I was technically an adult. And it was before Georgia State. <laughs> but them two years, it was lovely. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, guys, that is episode 20 one of Romy's Reviewed and Movies. So we will see you guys in the new year for yes. episode 22. Everyone have a happy holiday season. Bye. Bye.